From the command center of Home One to the spires of the Jedi Temple, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker Adventures. I am one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How's it going, Aaron? Pretty good, Jonah. I'm actually building Lego as we speak. That is meta, as the youngins would say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yes, the Y-Wing, how far along are you? Um, I just dumped out bag two. How so, many bags are there in total? I think it's five, four, four or five, okay. something like that. Uh, maybe it's six. Gotcha. I'm going to say it's no more than six. But I have, yeah, I just dumped out bag two because I just figured I that would give me something to talk about Lego-wise since you, I think you built a couple things since last last episode, haven't you? I did not, actually. I was supposed to do my weekly microfighters builds on Sundays because uh, that's more of a like a relaxing day to do them. And I I wasn't I was so busy doing other things. that I didn't have time. So I, I didn't get to do that. But that's also a good thing because I realized that I'm running low on microfighter sets. So I'm super thankful, actually, that. Megan Cullinan, who tunes in to the streams, and I think she also listens to our show as well. She sent me a microfighter set with the, uh, what's his name? Wexley. Snap Wexley. Snap Wexley minifig. Oh, yeah, you got the, uh... the Resistance X-Wing. Yeah, nice. so it's from Series 3, and I'm so glad that she... Uh, sent me this as a gift and I'm so thankful and I can't wait to complete series three because so far series three includes Hera and the Wookiee gunship which are two sets that I already have so I only need three more to complete that series before I move on to series four cool yeah yeah I'm still working on the y-wing um the second bag actually come it had a couple minifigs in it as well just like the first bag um but they're they're not named characters, so the the second bag came with a pilot mm-hmm. who has a cool like navy blue jumpsuit, not like the classic orange jumpsuit. Um, and he's got like the kind of that cool checkerboard pattern on his helmet, like oh cool, like Sabine. Yeah, Sabine has it. I think is it is it Wedge Antilles or is it Biggs that has the checkerboard pattern? I think it might be Wedge. But yeah, so you see that checkerboard pattern on some of the the pilot helmets. So yeah, he's gotcha. pretty cool looking. He's got a double sided face, so he can look happy or he can look really scared. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a really scared face? I thought it'd be like a mean, you know, encouraged face. No, it looks it looks like he's scared. So maybe this this guy is. Uh, he's he meets his end. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's destined to not meet a good end. He um, meets his maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, and then it comes with a droid, which um, looks like basically it's a like an R two style droid, but he's like all gray, oh, with okay. a clear dome. <gasps> oh, that's so cool! Yeah, so it's a clear dome, but it has like printing on it for the typical like R two markings, but in orange. But then the the actual piece that it's printed on is like a clear piece, so it gives him like this cool clear dome look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. Pretty, pretty cool little minifigs. Even though neither of them are named characters, I still think they're they're pretty pretty cool ones to have. How many how many are there? Because it sounds like there's quite a few. Um, I think this set comes with. It's just, it's, as you hear me going further away, 
It's just <laughs> out of reach. Uh, okay. uh five. Five minifigs. Oh, and so wow. They, so they oh, all share the, the Y-Wing? <laughs> right, yeah. I think, um, well, like I was saying before, it comes with that Moroff guy who doesn't really make sense why he's hanging around um, a, a rebel hanger. But then it also comes with a stormtrooper. So the stormtrooper is probably the most generic of the of the five minifigs, but it's oh, a, gotcha. This is a pretty cool set though. Like the Y wing itself is a is a cool looking ship, but then the minifigs they decided to put with it with Admiral Radis and Moroff, and then even the the pilot looks pretty unique, and then that droid with the clear dome. So overall, yeah, it's it's actually just the minifigs alone makes the set pretty cool. Awesome. And did you get any new, because I know you like to get those blind bags. Did you get any new ones recently? Um, not, so I did, I mean, they haven't, they've never done a Star Wars uh, run of blind bag minifigs, which I would really love for them to do. Like we were talking, it'd be awesome if they did some Freemaker Adventure ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing right now is the Ninjago movie. Oh, yes, that's right. I haven't seen yet. I don't know. Did you get a chance to go check it out? No, because I am not all that familiar with the world, and I'd rather start with the series than jump into a movie and not really know what's going on. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm not that familiar with that world either, but I think just the Lego movies in general, I really enjoy. Oh, cool. So I think, um, although I'm not familiar with the characters of the show that they're based on, I think the movie as a standalone would probably be pretty funny so um but i haven't had a chance to to go watch it yet but i did buy some of the blind bag stuff so i did get i don't know if you saw you probably saw me post about it on twitter but one of the characters uh comes with like a selfie stick oh i saw that yes yeah so (laughs) i've been pretty lucky with this series because i've only purchased four of the minifigs and all four of them are are characters that i really wanted Although I'm not familiar with the characters, I just based purely on the look of the character or the like accessories that they came with. Mm-hmm. So I got one one guy. Um, I think his name is Lloyd or Lloyd in the movie, but you might have gotcha. seen the trailer where his dad's like Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they have a they have one little blind bag set that he comes with a, a noodle bowl and a spoon. And then he and he's wearing a hoodie, which is kind of unique because there's not too many, if any, minifigs before him that had a hoodie. Oh. Um, and then another one I got uh, is a female character who comes with a laptop. Oh, cool! And it's a little case that she can carry, but you can actually pop the laptop over and open, and it's a Lego laptop that oh. that has. Uh, it's kind of made to look almost like it's a, a Mac. You know, it's got the little logo on the back, but it's not a Mac logo. It's a Lego logo. But it has a full keyboard and everything, and you can literally shut the the laptop and open it like you would a real laptop. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and she's I think she's like a scientist or something, but she's got a, a Batman shirt under her like lab coat, ah. which is also cool. So yeah, so now I'm, I'm nerding out on Ninjago minifigs now, but yeah, so I did get a couple of those. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll, I love that little Lloyd thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the... You know how it is with uh, movie trailers when they tell you all the best jokes in the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that might be one of the best jokes in the movie, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't overall I heard that it's it's getting kind of or disappointing returns as far as fin- fi- financially. Mm. It's not making as much money as they had hoped for a Lego movie, but I still want to go see it cuz the trailer it makes it look really funny. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a very small community, I would imagine. I mean, the show itself has done really well, but when you open it up to the mainstream audience, a lot of, like I, like me personally, I wouldn't really know how to connect with that world without having had the previous show, the previous seasons to familiarize myself with that environment and world. Yeah, I think they were banking on the fact that it was a Lego movie being enough and that even though it was a lesser known property that just the brand Lego would sell the movie Mm -hmm. Um, and it hasn't quite uh, done as well. So I wonder if the next one they go for, they might go fall kind of fall back on more of the the tried and true properties. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how that, you know, when it comes to you know, the licensing and all that, like what they what they own with Star Wars, if they could even do a full Star Wars Lego movie. That's um, true. Or if Lucasfilm would ever want them to. But that would definitely be a safe property for them to go after. Yeah, yeah, because that, that would be widely known um, to the audience. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. I'm still crossing my fingers for a Freemaker Adventures Lego movie. Oh, man, how awesome would that be? <laughs> like in that, it really would be so cool to see because the production value is so much different when they do it for the for um, for a movie as opposed to the TV shows when it comes to Lego, mm-hmm. and just to see kind of the Freemaker Adventures characters in that Lego movie style, where they take everything up a notch with the animation and everything in the movie is actual Lego pieces and not kind of some of the the background stuff that they've done in the show. Right. Man, that would be so cool. Oh, that would be awesome. Ah! Yeah, here's hoping. (laughs) (laughs) And so for the episode we're going to review, it's Escape from Coruscant, and it's written by David Shane. And it starts off with Rowan being taken to the Emperor because he's been captured, as we saw in the previous episode. And it's not looking good for the little guy. You say Coruscant weird. Did I say Coruscant weird? We... You said Coruscant. 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 I think it's Coruscant. 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 Yeah, Yeah, sometimes my vowels don't really come out the way they're supposed to. (laughs) It just makes me think of uh, episode one when Qui-Gon Jinn is talking to the battle droid. Uh Uh-huh. Which is appropriate because of, of Roger being part of the show, but... Um, when Qui-Gon's basically telling them, uh, I forget what he says. He says something about taking the queen back to Coruscant. Hmm. And the the battle droid's like, "Eh, does not compute. (laughs) Like that part. Do you remember what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) Because he says Coruscant kind of weird too. And so when you said it that way, it made me think of that scene. (laughs) I, yeah, Coruscant. Yeah, I never really pronounced the O properly. Curse, curse on. Oh, now you got yeah. me analyzing the way I say that word now. My, my job here is done. <laughs> and what I really love about this scene was that he revealed to the emperor finally what happened to the Kyber Saber. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we were talking about this before how the emperor just has no idea that this thing he's chasing. I mean, we're pretty deep into the season now, there's only a couple episodes left. And the Emperor is just now realizing that the thing he was chasing all of first season is not even, is gone. It's been gone since the first season. Right. <laughs> in in a, the bottom of a lava pit. 
<laughs> and Rowan also learns about the Death Star, the second Death Star, and I forget what happens where the Emperor gets to the point where he says, where Rowan's going to be scared, and he says, You're, you will be, you will be. And then he sort of, you know, goes into, oh, that gave me chills. Did that give me chills? <laughs> it's um, So that's like one of my favorite lines from from the original trilogy mm. is when Luke Skywalker says to Yoda, I'm not afraid. And then Yoda in a really creepy voice is like, you will be. Yeah. Yeah. You will be. Like that whole part. And then so they, when they did a little riff on that, I was, I was like, I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> but imagine if Yoda had gone, did that give you chills? Yeah. <laughs> well, if it was Lego, they probably would have done that. <laughs> yeah. Chills. Did that give you? <laughs> um, and then you have Cordy and Xander back in home one who realize that Rowan is gone. He's been captured and they go to the high council and they're talking simultaneously. Nothing can be understood. And, and when they do, finally reveal what they're trying to go after their brother they're you know permission denied they can't spare the resources yeah it seemed a little cold it did like i was kind of thinking like <laughs> somebody speak up here like hera come on like you know you know what it is like about making sacrifice for family yeah you know, like and... i don't know like it felt a little weird to be for them to be that cold like i guess i got it with with mon mothma and, and akbar maybe a little bit but with with Hera, I was almost expecting her to kind of pop up and be like, "No, let's see what we can do to help you guys. We might not let you take the arrowhead, but let's let's come up with another plan instead of just being like, "Sorry, your, your brother's gone." <laughs> yeah, better luck next time. Yeah, yeah. It's just it was it was very weird. But then it also fell in line, like what you said with Mon Mothma and Akbar. It fell in line with what we saw in Rogue One. They weren't willing to go to the lengths that the Rogue One team went to went to do on Scarif and they basically denied that whole plan and then they had to like Cordy says in the next scene rebel against the rebellion <laughs> right great line <laughs> yeah yeah so it's pretty cool that you kind of pick up on these similar themes that we've seen in in Rogue One and in other stories and then there's the fact that they find out that there's a second Death Star as well and they've heard back from the both ends. The the Bothans? The both ends. I'll see now you got me questioning <laughs> all, all of my pronunciations. <laughs> it's definitely Bothans. Bothans. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard anybody call them Bothans. But I'm gonna say Bothans now to stand out from the crowd. <laughs> In Star Wars, you're allowed to pronounce things differently. That's you know the true. whole Han Han thing. So it's a, it's it's pure it's completely acceptable. <laughs> but are you disappointed, kind of, that we didn't see any both ends? <laughs> Who did I hear? Somebody I heard from Lucasfilm basically was like, "Yeah, don't hold your breath for ever seeing what a Bothan looks like." I wonder why. Are they just? I I want. I don't know what that kind of. What drives them not to show us any of that? Because they know it drives us crazy. <laughs> they, like Pablo Hidalgo is somewhere just like sipping his coffee with a big smile on his face. Feeling like, very satisfied that we're not know. <laughs> No, I th actually, I think part of it could be because the Bothans are such a big thing in kind of uh, the lore of the original trilogy. 
And we always heard about, you know, the Bothan stole the plans to the Death Star. So it's it's a big deal, but we never saw what, what was a Bothan. Was a Bothan a species? Was it a group of people? And then the expanded universe really expanded on that and really nailed down the species, the planet, what they look like. And I think with with everything kind of in this new canon, they're shying away from going the route that the EU went. Right. And they don't want to nail it down and say, oh, yeah, that is what they look like and they are from this planet or whatever. They just really want to continue to leave that part of things a, a bit ambiguous. Which so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they want to add a little bit of mystery to it. And and I don't know. That might be one of those things just kind of like Yoda's species that we just never – we'll just never know. Right. Yeah. I was reading – actually, I was reading something earlier where people just had this desire and craving to learn everything, every single little detail when it's not really all that necessary for the story to be good. You know, you just enjoy it for what it is and you can fill in the gaps with your imagination. But I, I feel like this generation is just so into details and instant gratification that they just they just want everything. <laughs> yeah, and there's different kinds of fans. Like people intake everything differently. And I, I'm, I'll admit I'm one of the types of fans who loves to know everything. You know, I want to know... <laughs> I do want to know what Bothans look like and what planet they come from and, you know, what type of species they are and what are their traits and what's the history and like, how do they get involved in the rebellion? Like, give me a novel about that, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and Star Wars does a really good job in general of giving us that kind of information with all the essential guides and um, just the novels and the comics. And they really do fill out a lot more information than we get in the film. So there's plenty of that material for fans like me. But then there are fans that don't care about all that stuff. And they're just like, no, I just want to see the movies. I just want to get the fun stories. I don't care if this is consistent with that or if I know the timeline, you know, and so you have all different kinds of fans and it's, it, I'm sure it's like, it's gotta be kind of frustrating for the creators of all of this uh, stuff to try to please both sides, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So we're, between. we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum here, Aaron. <laughs> I, I know. It's I amazing like we even I'm get along. Bad. <laughs> but then moving on we have the fact that Cordy had mentioned bantha jelly as something that they needed and I'm just so curious as to see now now I'm on your end of the spectrum yeah What's, now you want to know huh, huh? <laughs> what is the bantha jelly for <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we'll get some details on Twitter probably not <laughs> and she needed she said didn't she say like a giant tub of bantha jelly yeah something Not like just, that yeah it's who knows it could be for you know what i'm not even gonna speculate <laughs> i i got nothing maybe maybe roger needs to make some bantha cookies or something needs some bantha jelly <laughs> we, we'll never know <laughs> what even is bantha jelly is it edible not, is it... <laughs> i don't even want to know to be honest because it sounds like it's just made from I don't know the carcasses of poor banthas. I, I have no idea. I'm thinking it's probably something to do with you know it's almost like an engine grease maybe you know since they're mechanics yeah. and they work in a shop you know it's just something they use for ship fixing. Oh yeah, Not yeah. Not necessarily that's... like a food stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and then you switch on over to what's happening with the Emperor Rowan and Vader, and they're showing him the dark side and you slide presentation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
The the emperor apparently this is how he turns people to the dark side. Apparently, we, we don't. This is the part we never got to see. You know, I wonder if Luke got to see this slide presentation when we weren't like when they cut away. Yeah. In Return of the Jedi, they cut away to some something else, and th that's the part where we missed Luke getting to see his version. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was very specialized. Like it was very specific to Rowan. There was even an image of Rowan, you know, turned to the dark side already. Yeah. So. He had somebody in Photoshop. You know, he he did a lot of preparation for this. He did. And it, Rowan looked pretty good as a Darksider, I got to say. Yeah, he's, he looked pretty cool. I did. That was actually a pretty cool image. Um, <laughs> that could be a cool blind bag minifig. Darkside yeah. Rowan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the... And I love that the incentive was, you know, if you join, you get a red lightsaber, a cloak, and a limited edition calf mug. <laughs> right. <laughs> But obviously, uh, Ro um, Roger needs this for his mug collection that we made up for him last week. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the first thing I thought when I saw that mug. <laughs> I was like, oh, Roger can add it to his mug, co mug collection. Yeah. Um, they need to make like every mug that we've seen in the show. They they should make it like a, a, some retail version of it that we could buy. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, and there were some cool like little cameos in that slideshow, too. Yes, there was Amidala, and I forget, did they show Jar Jar in there too? Yeah, there was Jar, Jar, Jar was definitely in it, uh, yeah. which might be, I'm thinking that's the first Jar Jar appearance in Freemaker Adventures. That is, yeah. Um, And then there was Baby Wampa. We baby see, Wampa! We got to see the Emperor kissing a Baby Wampa, so that was interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure why that guy had a Baby Wampa for the Emperor to kiss, but <laughs> are they Maybe just the pets Wampa around the galaxy? Adopted. Oh no, maybe it was adopted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like to me, a wampa is like a pet, right? I guess they're not really like sentient. <laughs> There's some kind of like a black market for, uh, you know, baby wampa pets because you wouldn't oh. want that. To, that's like people that when you get a tiger cub as a pet, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cute, but then that thing's gonna grow into something that will eat you. Yes, this so, is true. <laughs> you yeah. might you might not want to keep that baby wampa too long. <laughs> I love that Rowan was like, is he serious with this? And Vader said, deadly serious. <laughs> <laughs> and so we switch on back to, uh, what's it? Rowan, not Rowan, uh, Xander and Cordy. And they're off to take the arrowhead. They're trying to take this to go rescue their little brother. And of course, Lieutenant Valeria catches them. Yes. And um, my favorite part of the scene is when Roger sneaks up behind her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he's going to crack her on the head with his metal arm. Unsuccessfully. <laughs> yeah. Like, Roger, come on, man. You're going to permanently injure one of the coolest characters in the show. Yeah. <laughs> but Valeria knew. And I like that she, you know, let them do what they needed to do. She wasn't going to tell on them or anything or turn them over. Yeah, she was cool about it. Yeah, yeah, much, yeah. Much cooler than the council was. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, Xander and Cordy kind of worry about that they're going to get, you know, be stripped of their promotions. They've worked so hard to get to where they are. And I love that Roger's response to that was uh, that Rowan said, what's the point of saving the galaxy if the people you love aren't in it? So I thought yeah. it was very meaningful, poignant. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when he had said that that line i remembered rowan saying that in season one yeah it was a yeah. good definitely a good line 
very touching. And and then uh, you have Vader. You know, Rowan, Rowan is still being shown his presentation, and he's completely bored out of his mind to the point where he's fallen asleep. And drooling. <laughs> yeah, and drooling. Which was kind of gross. It was. To see a Lego minifig drooling. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Vader saying, he nodded off doing your explanation of the rule of two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> yes, that was a great, great line. Oh, and then uh, at the same time, you have Cordy and Xander who have successfully taken an arrowhead arrive on Coruscant. (laughs) (laughs) You're just doing it on purpose now. I am now. (laughs) Bothans. Bothans. Bothans on Coruscant. And then you have the fact that the Imperials pick up on this enemy ship. So someone has to tell the Emperor that there's an enemy ship. (laughs) And I love that they keep passing it off to people. Yes, there's privilege and rank. (laughs) Pass it down the line to the Ensign who gets shocked, who then they try to get the Red Guards to do it. They get shocked. (laughs) Just keeps keeps on going. Right, right. Uh, I love that the ensign had turned to his right, and unfortunately, there was no one else for him to <laughs> give the order to, it, unless he had like a sub ensign like Durpin. Yeah, right. That <laughs> that would have been a perfect time for Durpin to be there. Yeah, he would have ran away from that responsibility. Sub ensign. <laughs> uh, and then Rowan, we find that he has been resisting the mind probes. He's uh, a whole bunch of mind probes are like. Um, deactivated and whatnot on on the ground because he's been resisting them, and that's very impressive of him to have resisted that much. Yeah, definitely very impressive. And then this this part of the episode, the whole part where Vader is kind of like starting to read his mind. Yeah, and then the Emperor is like walking around him, saying these lines. It got kind of like kind of dark. It did. You know, and... it, it's so lighthearted throughout the episode. And then suddenly you get to this part where he's like trying to resist uh, Vader. And it, it kind of reminded me of the like Kylo Ren Ray scene. Oh, in yeah. The Force Awakens. And it's like this real intense scene. This, and Rowan just can't keep him out of his mind. And um, I was like, this is interesting. Like, this is a type of scene you would see in something like Rebels um, yes. or the movies, you know, something that kind of intense. Um, so they kind of it was kind of cool to see that in this show because the show doesn't always go there. Yeah, yeah, and it it was important for them to do it because they they play around with Vader from time to time and have him say funny things. But then you also want to maintain the uh, the character's personality and the fact that he is an intimidating guy. He will get into your head and extract what he needs to get in that moment. Yeah, it was probably the best Vader scene maybe in the entire series. Yeah, yeah, serious Vader. <laughs> yeah, you get to actually see Vader be Vader, which, you know, this show isn't focused that much on Darth Vader, so it's it's kind of okay that they use him in a, a bit more of a comedic role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was actually, it was kind of cool to see him actually be Vader for a moment. And you're like, oh, this is the Vader that, you know, we know from the movies. Mm-hmm. And a little bit prior to that scene, actually, there was that... Um, that line that the emperor said, uh, his blasted brain is a chaotic mess. And Rowan comes out with that traditional line of his where he, he goes, I can't help it. I'm 12 and a half. 
<laughs> yes, the 12 and a half year old mind is a uh, complicated and messy place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have Xander and Cordy who successfully infiltrate the what I had originally called the Jedi Temple earlier during our introduction, but it's actually the Emperor's Palace now. And they managed to get the Red Guards costumes, I guess you could say, uh, and disguised as them. Yes. Um, did did we miss the Grabala the Hut cameo? Um, We're that not was there yet. after, yeah. Cause okay. Then, yeah. Because <laughs> you have them uh, discovering the location, and then that's when they send Rowan away, I think. And then that's when he contacts Grabala, who's eating a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that was a great scene it was, it was it was short but it was great seeing him in there yeah he just kind of he randomly shows up and then uh you know he's trying to make sure he's going to recoup his expenses yes <laughs> but of course he gets choked for that right yeah <laughs> drops his pretzel yeah yeah <laughs> and and then you have moc who has built himself up again. And I was very curious as to how that happened because, you know, he was torn apart. So it makes you wonder whether he has like a ROM chip in him or something that, <laughs> that just managed to just reboot and put himself together again. And then he makes his way back to Coruscant. <laughs> Coruscant. <laughs> and, and yeah, and he starts to attack poor Roger while he's on the, in the arrowhead. Yeah, I think I think he must have some sort of uh, backup system or something or protocol built in with those those like arm things that come out. Oh yeah, yeah. Those like were kind of gathering all his parts and putting them back together. So yeah. So it must be something where even if his head is ripped off and he, he loses his like kind of main processor, that there's some kind of a backup system that knows to kind of put him back together. But yeah, that's he's kind of like him and Roger both are kind of they both have had plenty of moments now in the series that they they get destroyed and then put back together. Yeah, so, <laughs> especially Roger. Droids cannot be killed in the series. <laughs> and, and well, Roger thought that he did that. He thought he took MOC out. And I love that he said MOC. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great line. <laughs> yep. Everybody wants the shiny new droid, but you can't beat a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Roger successfully gets to his family, but then as he's trying to tell them of the fact that he beat MOC, that's when MOC comes out and tears poor Roger apart for like the millionth time. <laughs> I know. At this point, you're kind of just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, there's never... I remember the first couple of times Roger got ripped up and I was just like, oh no, Roger. Like now I'm just like, okay, he's fine. <laughs> Roger, you'll, you'll be fine. He'll put him back together. <laughs> oh, but I love that when he was thrown and he's on the floor, he said, you know, just because I'm a droid, it doesn't mean that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then unfortunately they've lost the arrowhead to MOC. Yeah, this is MOC once again kind of besting Vader. Yeah. You know, although Vader, you know, Vader did make a good point. He's like, oh, I just I just located all these kyber crystals. Um, he has been unsuccessful in, in many of the things that 
the emperor has asked him to do. So yeah. <laughs> MOC is a bit more flashy. He shows up with it right outside the emperor's window. You know, it was, you know, a good, good moment for MOC. Yeah. Yeah. And poor Rowan, Cordy and Xander have <clears throat> no way to get off the planet until uh, Rowan's given that, um, what's it, the motivation to build something because they need to go warn the rebellion now that they've lost the, the, the ship that they had built this entire season. <laughs> they lost it in the course of one episode. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I saw this episode when it originally aired and thinking of like, oh my goodness, this is like a big deal. Yeah. Like they just lost the arrowhead. Like we, we've seen what the arrowhead can do. And in the wrong hands, you know, that it's been so devastating to the Imperial fleet. And I was thinking about that too, as they were coming upon Coruscant and they had to take out all the, the Star Destroyers around Coruscant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they were taking out all these TIE fighters. And I'm like, man, how many more of these, how many Star Destroyers does the Empire have? Because I feel like the Arrowhead has taken out like 20 Star Destroyers at this point. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, we have was... like, if, if there's like a tally out there somewhere, but. I don't know how big their fleet is, but it seems like the Arrowhead has like single-handedly taken out like a quarter of the Imperial fleet. Yeah, yeah, and maybe they have some uh, like little marks on the inside on the cockpit, like how many they've taken <laughs> down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so Ro Ro um, Rowan decides to build this uh, Tie Fighter and a Tie Ugly, <laughs> and that's what they end up using to escape. From Coruscant, and that's uh, so they're it kind of looks like they're getting their way, um, but unfortunately, MOC is sent to destroy them, yes, and not capture them, destroy them, <laughs> yes, destroy them all. I think is what the Emperor said, and yeah, this is kind of um, we're getting close to the end of the season, and it's interesting how these last few episodes have been, how they've, they've left us on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had I had forgotten how all these episodes at the end of the season connected, because uh, I think it's it almost feels like it's like a four parter finale. It really does feel like it, right? Like you can put it in an hour long movie or something like that. Yeah, or, right. Or an hour and a half or like something. Because <laughs> kind of how Rebels does their like hour long movie at the beginning of the season sometimes or at the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. Like this could have almost been presented as like this, oh, look, here's an hour and 20 minute, you know, finale and all be played together. Yes. Yeah. And then that's it. And the next episode is free fall. I wonder what that could mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, it, what were my thoughts when I was thinking about what this episode could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I, I guess you kind of assume that the Freemakers, although they were going to be in danger with MOC going after them, that there's still like two episodes left in the season. Yes. So you're kind of like, okay, they're not gonna, they're not gonna die, or they're not gonna meet their, <laughs> you know, there's, it's not gonna be kind of the big finale yet, but it's all ramping up to the the big events of Return of the Return of the Jedi. Yes, so, which is an awesome title. <laughs> yeah, so we have a couple really cool episodes left uh, to review, and then that's it for season two of Freemaker Adventures. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we should go ahead and wrap up this episode. 
Yeah, so as usual, you guys can find our episodes on iTunes. You can also leave us a review over there. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash starscavengers. Twitter, at starscavengers. Uh, you can shoot us an email, starscavengers at gmail.com. And you can find all of our episodes on our website as well, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers.